हरिओ भगवान इज रिविलिंग हिज विभूतिज टू अर्जुन एंड ही इज पॉइंटिंग आउट टू द बेस्ट एंड द मोस्ट ग्लोरियस एंड मोस्ट मार्वलस अमॉन्ग वेरियस यूनिट्स और एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ दिस एंटायर कॉस्मोस फ्रॉम द फ्रॉम द वर्ल्ड ऑफ देवताज फ्रॉम द वर्ल्ड ऑफ द आदित्यस फ्रॉम द विंड फ्रॉम द नक्षत्रस फ्रॉम द वेदस फ्रॉम द सेंसेस अमॉन्ग ऑल ऑफ देम द बेस्ट अमॉन्ग देम इज पॉइंटेड आउट एज भगवान्स विभूति इट इज दैट बिकॉज ऑफ एवरीथिंग फंक्शन्स सो भगवान इज द वेरी धर्म द वेरी एसेंस ऑफ ऑल बींग्स ऑफ ऑल यूनिट्स ही इज दैट बिकॉज ऑफ विच एवरीथिंग एग्जिस्ट एंड एवरीथिंग इज पॉसिबल सो दिस विभूतिज आर गिवन सो दैट वी कैन use them as a as a object of our worship for our contemplation and to tune our mind to that divinity so this is like an upasana so upasana help us to make our mind more and more pure and tune to that divinity so upasana is one of the most important and interesting sadhana which is mentioned in our scriptures just as uh, uh, we do puja nowadays so we invoke the blessings of or we invoke the presence of uh, devi saraswati for example in the murti so today is uh, vasant panchami so we invoke the presence of the devi in the murti and then we offer uh, flowers we offer uh, fruits and we uh, we do the aarti and we do the puja so that we are tuned to the divinity who is there everywhere but we invoke it in that particular murti similarly here bhagwan is pointing out how we should look at him in and through this entire world See in the ninth chapter, Bhagwan had said that everything uh, a realized person sees me everywhere, and he sees everything in me. So in this tenth chapter, Bhagwan points out that how one can see God in everything, and in the eleventh chapter, we will see Bhagwan will point out how we can see everything in God. So one in all, and all in one, and one is that supreme Paramatma. सो अश्वत्थ सर्ववृक्षाणाम भगवान सेड आई एम अश्वत्थ वृक्ष अमॉन्ग ऑल द ट्रीज आई एम देवर्षी नारद अमॉन्ग ऑल द देवर्षीज आई एम द गंधर्व चित्र रथ अमॉन्ग ऑल द गंधर्वास एंड आई एम कपिलो मुनि अमॉन्ग ऑल द सिद्धास द एकम्प्लिश्ड द एनलाइटन्ड आई एम द आई एम कपिलो मुनि more vibhutis now we'll chant verse number 27 uchchay shravasam ashvanam vidhimam amrutodbhavam airavatam gajendranam 
नराधिपम उच्च्रवसमश्वाद्यमृतोद्भव हाँ देर इज अ ब्यूटिफुल स्टोरी इन इन द पुराणास इंक्लूडिंग भागवत पुराण द स्टोरी ऑफ समुद्र मंथन दैट देर इज द क्षीर सागर ओशन ऑफ मिल्क एंड वन सकोन अ टाइम द देवतास एंड असुरास दे चर्न दिस मिल्की ओशन एंड दे ब्रॉट आउट a lot of wealth from this ocean and ultimately they could bring out amrut from this ocean this is a very interesting story and very symbolic also our own uh, antakarana is like that milky ocean it has got lots and lots of wealth within each one of us is very wealthy if i say it loudly people might follow you but everyone is wealthy every one of us we have tremendous infinite wealth in our in our own bosom in our own heart wealth of all the great values are there within us our heart our antakarana which is uh, which is shining with the light of consciousness is like the vast milky ocean and in this uh, ocean of our heart not only the wealth means the positive good things exist but even poison is there in this in our heart so once upon a time the devatas and the asuras they decided to churn this milky ocean they wanted the amrut so they came together otherwise these devatas and asuras they always fight but this is a beautiful story we can learn lot of management tricks also so they came together and they decided to churn this ocean uh then they wanted that uh, thing uh, so they got the parvat to act like a mathani and they wanted a rope also so they uh, requested uh, lord shiva to offer his uh, that snake vasuki so vasuki became the rope and that mountain became the that churning rod and bhagwan took kashyap kashyap avatar of a tortoise so that the mountain doesn't sink inside it remains at a higher level because it started sinking so immediately bhagwan took kashyap avatar and he protected the mountain from sinking below and both the asuras and the devatas started churning the devatas they uh, held on to the tail of that vasuki and the asuras they held on the mouth of that vasuki and churned in between the vasuki is to pour out lot of poison also and the asuras they had lot of trouble but anyway so they started churning and as they churned even bhagwan vishnu bhagwan helped them he took mahan avatar and he started helping on both the side to churn so as they were churning great wealth started coming out from this milky ocean even lakshmi came from this milky ocean a, a horse came 
an elephant came and uh, so many others actually uh, things came then in between halahal that uh, uh, poison came and it was so poisonous that even a drop if it had fallen down the whole prithvi would have got destroyed so when it came they did not know what to do and they requested lord shiva lord shiva had not taken part in this uh, churning and all he was just sitting meditating but they came to him and they said uh, please uh, uh, help us so bhagwan shiva is uh, shankar shankaroti iti he he thinks of everyone's welfare so he thought that now this poison we can't uh, throw it anywhere it cannot be uh, destroyed so the only thing i can do is to drink that poison so he started drinking that poison and parvati ji when he she saw that shiv bhagwan is drinking poison she held uh, on his uh, neck so that the poison doesn't uh, go into his heart so the poison remained in bhagwan's neck only so he became neelakantha neelakantha bhagwan ki jai ha so neelakantha it didn't go into his head it didn't go into his heart see when sometimes when we churn our own heart lot of uh, negativities also comes anger hatred especially when people sit for meditation some past sorrows pain trouble they come up unresolved issues they come at that time otherwise you are very fine but when we are meditating all those unresolved things start coming up surfacing so we should be able to uh, digest those things we should be able to resolve them and digest them in such a way that it doesn't go to our head and it should not go to our heart poison when it goes to our head can make us cynical and it uh, goes to our heart it can make us bitter so poisonous negative experiences of this world should neither make us cynical nor should make us bitter they should make us better only so bhagwan shiva showed us through his uh, this uh, leela that he kept this poison in his uh, neck throat and he it became his abhushan it's a sign of his compassion towards all beings so as they were churning finally the amrut also came and then the both the asuras and the devatas they wanted this amrut and there was a big fight then finally the devatas only got this amrut and um, asuras did not get only the uh, this uh, rahu ketu they got little bit so they they are still there and they were noticed by um, the lord sun and the moon i am telling you story in fast forward to this so sun and moon notice rahu ketu and this head was cut and therefore on surya grahan chandra grahan it is as though the rahu is swallowing chandrama and surya so very interesting stories are there and many of these stories are symbolic they are mystic as our pujya gurudev calls them mystic symbolism because there are certain things which cannot be understood uh, just uh, 
abstract unless we put it into words or put it into some picture it becomes easier to comprehend so lot of um, uh, symbolism is there in these stories so as they were churning the horse came and the asuras because both of them were doing the churning so asur they said that we want this horse so the horse was given to them this horse is called that uchchashravasa uh, uh, so uchchashravasa is a horse which came and is the most powerful white wonderful horse it came uh, from this samudra manthan then after some time a elephant came white elephant most uh, wonderful elephant came and this was taken by the devatas airavat airavat was taken by the devatas so the stories are there that within from our own heart the fast moving uh, horse also is there within us the powerful elephant is also means this all these qualities are there within us sometimes these qualities are taken by the asuras to do their own work even the negativities which we have they also require certain power certain qualities to work even in the society we find even so called bad people they need good qualities to keep their uh, things going even for them if they want workers and all they want honest workers and some of this uh, things are so very uh, they are within there they are so honest like so very methodical so very perfect in all every dealing so their organization also works because of honesty because of sincerity because of dedication there are people who are ready to sacrifice their lives when we have to do something good people will hesitate to sacrifice their life but uh, there are people who are jo- joining a uh, negative organization ready to sacrifice their life ready to sacrifice the comfort so sacrificing life and comfort and all this is a quality which is considered to be very divine but these qualities are dedicated in the service of asuras that makes it bad qualities by themselves you cannot say good or bad who are they dedicated to friendship for example friendship by itself you cannot say it is good or bad if one is fr- having friendship towards asuras then that friendship is a bad quality and that is what happened with uh, karna karna had great friendship but his friendship was with uh, duryodhana therefore bhagwan krishna himself told arjuna to kill that karna so if our goodness is dedicated towards adharma suppose i say oh i am such a nice person very honest very truthful and i am serving this uh, uh, anti social person very sincerely then i also become uh, adharmic only huh? so that has to be uh, understood so here some of this great uh, qualities and uh, wealth which came from this samudra manthan some were taken by the asuras and some were taken by the devatas so asuras represent the negative 
and the devatas represent the positive. So, Ucceshravasa, a mighty, powerful horse, which has got the capacity to run and sustain and lot of stamina and all, was taken by the Asuras. Sometimes you find the Asuras, they have great stamina. They have great sustaining power. Go on and on and on. Goodness, after some time, it gets tired. <sighs> Sometimes suddenly people get excited. Cleaning drive and all the clean Yamuna, clean this, clean that and all and all excitement is there. After some time, they are all tired. But kachara phekne wale, they never get tired. They continue with their journey non-stop, full, with full stamina. They don't get tired. So, that is the, they have that ashwa, ucceshravasa, uspe baiht ke, ghode pe baiht ke, apna kaam karte hai, first class. Or achche log hati pe baiht ke, apna aista aista ikdam. So, gajendra, airavata. So, airavata is the elephant, which is, uh, which came from the samudra manthan. So, all that came from the samudra manthan is very precious, very good. So, among all the elephants, Bhagwan says, I am Airavat, and among all the horses, I am this Ucceshravasa. And Naranamcha Naradhipam, and among all human beings, Bhagwan says, you consider the king as my Vibhuti. Now, it's very important. See, the king has got this uh, power to, um, what you call, control and also to give reward and also to give punishment. This power is there with Bhagwan, but Bhagwan has uh, the, uh, given this power to the king also. King also has got the power to reward and punish, but the king should be good, dharmic, should understand that I represent God on earth. So I should behave in the most proper way. In our good old days when kings used to be there, there were many great good kings and they were worshipped by the subjects like like God only. Like Bhagwan Ram Chandraji and so many other kings. They, they used to sacrifice their life, they used to sacrifice their comfort for the welfare of their subjects. Because they consider it their duty, they consider it their uh, seva dharma to take care of their subjects. In Tulsi Ramayana, Tulsi Rajji gives a very beautiful uh, guidance to the kings. <coughs> when Ramchandra ji had gone to the forest, <coughs> Bharat ji came to meet him. And um, uh, Ramchandra ji gives him advice how to rule the kung country, how to rule the kingdom. A very beautiful advice is given. He says, Mukhaya mukso chahiye khana paana sab ek palai poshahi sakala anga tulasi sahita vivek ki mukhya jo hai mukh ke saman hona chahiye. The, uh, the head or the king should be like the mouth. King should be like the mouth? Yes. What should, what the mouth does? It keeps on eating. So, king should be, I mean, the mouth eats all that we, uh, uh, all that is required for the body, it comes through the mouth. We eat it, we chew it, 
and many of the things are digested or is, uh, is what you call made easy for digestion because of the saliva and all and then the food goes inside and the essence of the food is is distributed to each and every part of the body according to the need of the body palai poshahi sakala anga tulasi sahita vivek vivek sahit with understanding with discrimination the food goes to every part of the body sometimes there is some pain sometimes some part of the body needs some more food so that is given to it some brain and all requires more energy so that is given to it so depending on the need of every anga that is supplied similarly a king is one who takes the taxes from all the subjects and then distribute it for the welfare of everyone uh, properly uh, using his power of discrimination see when food is eaten if some food remains in our mouth then it can spoil our mouth if it remains in between our teeth and all it can spoil the teeth it is harmful so whatever food comes it is put it should go inside similarly whatever wealth comes if some king holds on to it in this country or puts it in some bank in other country then it is harmful for that king and harmful for the entire society it is not considered good so it has to be used for the welfare of every subject for everyone according to their need if this is followed sincerely then every country will progress in a proper way our selfishness and uh, lack of uh, proper understanding makes uh, governance very bad hmm. so if it, things are governed properly everyone will be happy everyone can enjoy so bhagwan says i considered the king or the ruler as my vibhuti only naranam naradhipam there was a there is a question was asked in uh, in mahabharat who who makes the 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 country or who creates a nation is it the king or is it the time and there the answer finally was given it is the king it's not about time if the leader if the if the king is good he can he can change the entire situation make it good make it convenient for everyone he can he can he or she king or queen he can bring a great order and um, what do you call uh, uh, like ram chandra ji we say the ram rajya ram rajya can be established in a place at whatever time even in kali yug so bhagwan gives a very great uh, message here by saying that consider the king as my vibhuti only further he says आयुधानाम वज्रम धेनूनामस्मिकामधुक प्रजनश्चास्मिकंदर्पः 
ಸರ್ಪಣಾಮಸ್ಮಿ ವಾಸುಕಿ ಆಯುಧಾನಮಹಂ ವಜ್ರ ಆಯುಧಾನಂ ಅಹಂ ವಜ್ರಂ ಅಮಾಂಗ್ ಆಯುಧ ಆಯುಧ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಡಿಫರೆಂಟ್ ವೆಪನ್ಸ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಸೇಜ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಡೇರ್ ಇನ್ ವೆಪನ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಸೊ ದೇರ್ ಆರ್ ಮೆನಿ ಮೆನಿ ವೆಪನ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ಅಸ್ತ್ರ ಆರ್ ಶಸ್ತ್ರ ಅಸ್ತ್ರ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ಥ್ರೋನ್ ದ ವೆಪನ್ ವಿಚ್ ವೆನ್ ವಿ ಥ್ರೋ ಇಟ್ ದೆನ್ ಇಟ್ ಆಕ್ಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಅ ವೆಪನ್ and shastra means that which has to be held in the hand and then one fights with it so there are many various types of weapons but there is a very interesting and a most powerful weapon which is called vajra and this vajra is used by indra bhagwan uh, he has uh, used this vajra first to kill one rakshasa one asura was there i think his name was vritrasur uh, i don't remember those names of asuras but i think vrutrasur there was this uh, asura vrutrasur and he was creating havoc in the world and it became very difficult to kill him destroy him the devatas the human being everyone they got defeated it was not possible then they inquired how can we destroy him then they came to know that he can be destroyed by a weapon made from the bones of a tapasvi this is very strange this asuras if you want to eat and not eat kill you have to make a weapon from the bones of a tapasvi this is very symbolic so they approached one great tapasvi was the dadhichi so they requested dadhichi they told him this whole story of this vritrasur and they said with jada kuch nahi only your bones we require <laughs> now the dadichi was a great rishi great tapasvi and for the welfare of the world he said okay take my bones i mean taking bones means dying only giving his life so he gave his life and from his bones they prepared a this special weapon called vajra and with this vajra then that asura was destroyed see there are lot of uh, things in our life lot of negativities which are there within us also it can be eliminated by doing some sadhana but there are certain negativities which are so powerful so deeply ingrained in us that it can be destroyed only by tapas by single pointed uh, attention and a continuous our sadhana can remove those negativities so that is indicated by this uh, beautiful story that bahut tapas se hi we will be able to destroy some of our very deep rooted negativities they cannot go just simply like that sometimes some anger jealousy hatred it is deep rooted it doesn't go non forgiveness is deep rooted doesn't go so for that we require tapas tapas means ekagrata single pointed attention and contemplation 
which gives rise to that deep wisdom and understanding and that understanding can destroy that negativity within us. So that is represented by this uh, uh, weapon called Vajra. So among all the weapons, Bhagavan says, I am Vajra. I am the weapon which is made from tapas. Other weapons are superficial. But a tapas, through tapas, that weapon which is created can destroy all the asuras. Nothing can stand in front of it. Even the worst negativity can be eliminated by focused attention and contemplation. That is the tapas. Jnanamayam tapaha. So, ayodhanam aham vajram dhenunam asmi kamadhuka. And among dhenu, among cows, the cows, uh, milk yielding cows. So this, among all these cows, Bhagavan says, I am Kamadhuka. This Kamadhuka cow also came from the Samudra Mantan. It's Kamadhenu. So a cow appeared from there. And this Kamadhenu is such that it can give milk throughout like. See, generally cows, they give milk for a certain period and then they stop giving milk. But this Kamadhenu can give milk throughout. Also Kamadhuk, whatever one desires, one can milk it from this, from this cow, one can get it from this cow. So when this cow came, the Brahmanas, they requested that this cow should be given to them and the cow was given because they want milk. They want uh, for their yadnya yaga and all. So the cow was given to the brahmanas. So dhenu nam asmi kamadhuka. So among all the cows, I am that kama, wish-fulfilling cow. And that is also in our heart. The wish-fulfilling cow is our own mind. When our mind becomes pure, and it is, uh, then whatever desire arises in that pure mind gets fulfilled. And that is the beauty of a great Mahatma, that uh, the Mahatma doesn't have any desire of his own. So when seekers, when devotees approach a Mahatma and request something, it is as though we uh, express our own desire, and when it goes into the head of the Mahatma, then that gets fulfilled. Ho jayega. He just says ho jayega. He doesn't even do anything about it. But ho jata hai. And anything, anything you ask, and that uh, because his mind has become so pure that it has become kama dhukha. It has become like kama dhenu. But it's not only the Mahatmas. Our own mind, when we make it uh, single pointed, pure, Means when we have, when we give, I mean when we uh, invoke a good desire, a good will in our mind, and when we don't uh, have any doubt against this will, then that will get fulfilled. We when any desire is there, it should not. We should have trust and uh, that faith that yes, it will get fulfilled. There should not be any doubt. The problem with many people is that we have this uh, uh, desire in our heart, but at the same time other desires also are there which says that it will not get fulfilled. 
And when anti-desires are there, then it weakens our original will. Sometimes we say, huh, I am very confident, calm ho jayega. But under se aur ek, I don't think, I think it will not happen. So that not happen uh, negates our, uh, that will of, that it will happen. When Hanumanji, when he decided, when he was ready to go to Lanka, that thought came to his mind, that calm ho jayega, everything will happen. And he told them that I am feeling great joy in my heart and I feel that our work will be done. And with this positive thought he went and work got done and he came back. So this Kama Dhenu is within our own heart. But Kama Dhenu is also there with the Brahmanas, with Vashishta Rishi. And she can fulfill any desire which we have. So Dhenu Nam Asmi Kama Dhuka. Then Prajanaschaspi Kandarpaha, uh, among that desire, among all the desires to procreate, Bhagavan says, I am Kandarpa. Kandarpa is Kamadeva. Kamadeva is the desire which arises in the human being uh, to procreate, to give birth. And that, unless that desire is there, person will not be able to give birth. So Bhagavan says, I am there in the heart of human being as Kamadev, which is meant to, for procreation, for continuing the, uh, this Praja. So that is my Swaroop only. Consider it as my Swaroop. So that ability to procreate and that uh, desire to procreate is Bhagwan's Swaroop only, is Bhagwan's Vibhuti. So, Kama is also Bhagwan's Vibhuti. In the, in the seventh chapter also Bhagwan talked about Kama. Kamosmi Bharatarshabha, Dharma Viruddho Bhuteshu. That Kama, that desire which is not against Dharma is my Vibhuti. Here also he mentioned about that Kama, Kama Dev. That I am Kama Dev. Who is, who arises in the heart of man and woman, uh, in order to give birth to a child. So that is my vibhuti only. So, prajanaschasmi kandarpaha. Sarpanam asmi vasukihi. And among sarpa, among snakes, I am vasuki. And therefore in our country we have this, uh, that we worship everyone and everything. Because everything is divine. Only thing, problem is that we have, we worship means great reverence, great respect. Sometimes uh, the whom we worship, that person or that being gets scared of our worship. Because our style of worship is such scary that they like to run away from there. Out of great devotion we do it, but we are not sensitive. Once it happened with Pujya Gurudev, somebody invited him and for uh, this, it was winter and they wanted to do his Pada Puja and he used to say, okay. So they brought some cold water to pour on his feet. Thunder me, cold water and Gurudev also sitting there and he just, but the devotees should be sensitive. 
Worship doesn't mean that blindly keep on to following some ritual. Worship means have reverence. It is just a ritual means offering something is just um, our expression of reverence. But if you think that that is not required, it is. it need not be there. We throw all sorts of garbage in the river and we say that we are worshipping it. That, that is not the worship. Worship means having deep sense of reverence for all these worshipful objects, the mountains, the rivers, the cows, the other beings, animals, birds, trees, great sense of reverence. So Bhagavan says, Sarpanam Asmi Vasuki, among snakes, I am that Vasuki. Again, I talked about Vasuki became the rope for the Samudra Mantan. This Vasuki had the ability to become small and become long also. So Vasuki uh, our, uh, always remains with Lord Shiva. And it becomes so small that it becomes Bhagwan's ring also. Sometimes it moves and becomes his mala. So Bhagwan is the only one, Lord Shiva, who wears uh, moving and changing ornaments. Constantly changing ornaments. They, and they only they decide sometimes by themselves. Bhagwan is that suddenly the Kundala will go and become his uh, bangles, and someone will go and become Kundala and different, different. They keep on moving and becoming different type of uh, abhushans. And this Vasuki is uh, most uh, fascinating. This um, snake. So, Sarpanam among all, Sarpa means which moves on, on their belly, they keep on moving. So, that is called Sarpa. And among all of them, Bhagavan says, I am Vasuki. Because even though it is Sarpa, it has become abhushan of Lord Shiva and it is also dedicated for the welfare of the world. It helped in Samudra Manthan. Further, Anantaschasminaganam Varunoyadasamaham Pitrenamaryamachasmi Yamasayamatamaham Anantaschasminaganam Varunoyadasamaham Yamasayamatamaham Anantaschasminaganam Then there are others who are called Naga. See, Sarpa is that which lives on earth and moves. But Naga are those snake-like uh, creature only which lives in the water. And they have more than one hood also. So they are called the Naga, the Kaliya Naga and all. So this, uh, there is one Naga who called Ananta, who has got thousand hoods. And uh, on his uh, head is considered that the whole Brahmanda is, is uh, balanced on his head. His Ananta. Shesha Bhagwan, Anantaschasminaganam. And uh, Lord Vishnu, 
is uh, depicted as lying on this Anantanag. Hmm. This again, I say, this also is a very beautiful uh, symbology. Uh, and everything is about our own self, about that supreme uh, reality. So who is residing in our own heart? But our uh, this snake is like the mind which is always looking out here, there and all. Constantly uh, looking out. And when we look out, we bring out a lot of poison by getting attached to the different uh, objects. But this, uh, you will find that this Nag, Ananta Nag, uh, generally the snakes, they look out, but this has turned its uh, vision inward. If you have seen the picture of uh, Shesh Bhagwan and Vishnu Bhagwan lying down, generally the snakes, they have their hood facing outside. But here that uh, hood is turned within and it is looking at the Lord who is lying down there. So this is a very symbolic and very beautiful that Lord Vishnu is our own self. And this Naga is our mind which is always restless and looking here, there and all. And whatever it touch it creates attachment and so much of a problem. But then this uh, mind when it decides to seek that uh, divinity, it uh, comes to know that it is not somewhere out, but within. So it turns its attention within. It turns. That turning of that uh, attention is the, it's all about spirituality. Spirituality is to turn your attention within, towards the seer, towards the witness, and not towards what we are seeing. So when that Nag turns its attention, generally Nag, they are very restless and all. When it turns its attention and when it sees Bhagwan there, it comes to recognize, see that, oh, Bhagwan is lying here only in me. I was looking here and there and he is there in me, here very near to me. So when it sees the Lord, the Nag becomes absolutely still. Supreme stillness is attained and so much still that the whole Brahmanda which is like a ball can be placed on the head hood of this uh, snake and it doesn't fall. Otherwise the snake hood and all it's quite slippery. I don't know how Bhagwan Krishna danced on the Kaliya Naga but it can be quite slippery. But here a ball like uh, this whole Brahmanda is held on that and it doesn't fall. It means that when the mind is turned within, we will recognize God. And when we recognize God, the mind will become still, it will become quiet and serene, that we will be able to hold the entire Brahman on our head, without getting affected, without getting disturbed. We will be able to deal with our day-to-day -day life very easily. So this lot of symbolism is there and uh, uh, Goddess uh, Lakshmi also who came from this uh, Samudra Manthan, she offered her services to Lord Vishnu only there. He is lying very comfortably and Goddess Lakshmi is also there. So when we, when we seek the, when we seek the Lord, and we go towards the self, even Lakshmi will come in our life 
and everyone will come. We don't have to worry about it. If we go behind Lakshmi, then Bhagwan will be very angry with us. And that is what happened with Ravan. Ravan wanted to go behind Sita Ji. That is not good. Lakshmana went behind Ramchandra Ji, but Sita Ji was also there. So, when we hold on to Bhagwan, Lakshmi and wealth and everything will come. But if we try to hold on to Lakshmi only and neglect Bhagwan, then that can be very dangerous. Ek to Lakshmi jo hai, sabko ullu banati hai. Because Lakshmi's vahan is ullu. Ullu means owl. So it may have its own symbolic uh, meaning. We need not go into details. But uh, you can contemplate. So anantaschasmi naganam. So among all the nagas, I am that Ananta who is, who is there, in whom Bhagwan is as though uh, lying with yoga nidra. And it is so steady that the entire Brahmanda is on his head. And he is considered to be great uh, devotee of the Lord. So Ananta is my vibhuti. Then Varuno Yadasa Maham. Yadasa are those who, the jealous, jealacher, those who live, those beings who live in water, the fish and all other creatures who live in water, they are called Yadasa. And among all of them, I am the Devata of this water called Varuna. Varuna is the Devata of water. Varuna Devata. So among all those creatures who live in water, I am Varuna, the king of water body. Varuno Yadasam Aham. Then Pitrinam Aryama Chascha Asmi. I am among Pitris, among the ancestors, among Pitara. See, when a person dies, he goes to uh, one possibility that they go to the Pitru Lok. So there is one Pitru Lok where all these Pitars they go. And when we do Shraddha and all, they get the, the benefit from it. So, the fathers, forefathers and all who have gone, and their children, their grandchildren and all, they do Shraddha karma. So, that is, uh, it as though goes to that particular being, that particular jiva. So, this Pitru Lok is there, and uh, the one who in charge of this Pitru Lok is Aryama, the Devata Aryama. And Bhagavan says, I am that Aryama. Some people may say that, oh, that uh, we are doing Shraddha, but we don't know. Dadaji kahan gaye hai? Kyunki yahaan par bhi ek jagah jate the, aur kehte the, ek jagah jana hai, dusre jagah pragat ho jate the. So we don't know where he has gone. If we do Shraddha karma and if we offer all these goodies and all these Brahmanas, will only take. Dadaji might not get it. But Shraddham is that which we should do with Shraddha. And if we do it, it benefits that Jiva wherever that Jiva is. If he is not there, then somewhere else, then it will go to that Jiva. And other than the Jiva, the one who does this karma, it benefits that person also. So, Pitrunam, Pitrenam, Aryama cha Asmi, I am Aryama. Then Yamas Sanyamatam Aham and among the governors, among those who rule, 
among those who control. Bhagwan says there are a lot of controllers also here. Also in the world we find everywhere there are people who checking and all. If you go to even travel actually, the ten times they will check and all. As soon as you go, you have to stand like this only. So they will check. There are controllers. So among all the controller and those who discipline people, who is the greatest disciplinarian? Bhagwan says Yamaraj. Yamaraj is the greatest controller, I tell you. Nobody can argue with him. Nobody can give him a bribe. And uh, nobody can uh, escape him. He is the ultimate controller. When nothing works, that thing works actually. Yamrajji makes everything work. Nobody can escape Yamraj. He is the greatest controller. But Yamraj doesn't mean that he is someone bad and all. Yama is also a great teacher of Vedanta. In Kathopanishad, it is Yamaraj who teaches Nachiketa. So Yamaraj is the teacher of uh, this Upanishad, Vedanta of Brahma Vidya. And um, he is uh, also very strict and uh, everything has to happen according to proper discipline. Yama also, that uh, word Yama also means the five uh, values which we have to follow in life which is mentioned in our Veda, in the Patanjali Yoga Sutra, Ahimsa, Satyam, Asteya, Brahmacharya and Aparigraha. These five are called Yama. Ahimsa, non-violence. Ahimsa, uh, Satyam, truthfulness. Asteya, non-stealing. Brahmacharya, self-control. And aparigraha, non-holding or non-possession, too many things one should not possess. This five, if we follow in our life, that is the greatest of all the discipline. So among all disciplines, I am this five, one can say like that. Or among all the disciplinarians, I am Yamraj, I am Yama Bhagwan. So Yamas Sanyamatam Aham, further. Pralladashchasmidaityanam Kalakkalayatamaham Mruganaanchamrugendroham Vainateyashchapakshinam Pralhadashchasmidaityanam kalakkalayatamaham mriganam chamrugendroham vainateyascha pakshina. Among all the daitya, daityas are the sons of diti. See this devatas and this asuras, daitya, both of them are children of the great Rishi Kashyapa. So I had told you the story. Kashyapa had these two wives, Diti and Aditi. So Aditi gave birth to all the Adityas. They are the Devatas. Sorry, uh, yeah. And uh, Aditi, Aditi gave birth to the Adityas, 
and Diti gave birth to Daityas. So, there are great, many Daityas were there. You must have heard about Hiranyakashyapu, very famous Daitya. He had many followers on Twitter. So, this Hiranyakashyapu, he had a son who was a great devotee of Bhagwan. He was born devotee. Though his father was totally materialistic, Hiranya Kashyapu, Kashyap means a shawl like, he was wearing a golden shawl, means his whole life was like wearing only gold, materialistic. But his son was born a great devotee, because when the, his, this Prahlad was in his mother's womb, that his mother had the occasion to have satsang with with Naradji. So, this was the first case of prenatal education and all. So, she had great satsang with Naradji and she stayed in the ashram there and all this samskar reached Prahlad and he was born as Bhagwan's devotee. He was sent to schools to study about uh, daitya, about uh, all this materialism and all. But still, he learnt only, he could only think about God. His father asked him that, what did you learn in school? He said, I learned that uh, the most important thing is to worship God. Shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam padasevanam archanam vandanam dasyam sakhyam atmanivedanam that we should worship God, we should listen to His stories, we should sing His glories, we should remember Him and we should surrender to Him, we should become His friend, that only I learned. So his father got very annoyed. He tried to kill him, but he could not kill him. And finally Bhagwan took avatar as Narsiha and he destroyed that Asura, Hiranyakashyapu. So this Prahlad was a great devotee, then he became the king and he was very just and dharmic king. So Bhagwan says that he is my vibhuti only. So Prahlad Aschasmi Daityana. So even if a person is born in a negative environment, one can uh, become great, we can utilize it to rise to, towards the supreme state of enlightenment. Even uh, Vibhishan staying in Lanka, he remained Bhagwan's devotee. Then Kalak Kalayatam Aham, among those who count Kalana, Kalana means counting like Kalayatam, to count among those who keep track of uh, numbers and counting and accountants and all. Bhagavan says, I am Kala. I am time. Time is the one which keeps account of everything very precisely. Whether you are awake or you are sleeping, whether we are busy or we are uh, lazy, the time keeps on keeping track. It never stops. Time and tide waits for none. It continues non-stop. Your watch may stop, but time doesn't stop. Someone may try to stop the watch in order to stop the time, but that is foolish. Time never stops. It keeps counting. Minute, seconds, days, years, months, everything is counted. 
ஆயுஸ் with us and our ayu also goes but alas people don't realize this and they don't go on the right path the time just passes by so time among all those who count the time itself is a great count counter it counts mrugaanam cha mrugendroham and among mruga mruga means all those animals who who walk on four legs mrugaanam aham mrugendraha mrugendra is singh or vyagra lion or even tiger is is called mrugendra and the tiger and lion they have their own personality when you see a tiger moving in the forest it has got its own personality many people go to corbett park to see tiger they keep on waiting looking call aa jayega tiger ko dekhenge sometimes they don't see it tiger is also hiding behind and waiting for them to go once they go then he comes out <laughs> so it has got its own personality such a mighty animal and unfortunately we are human beings are so bad they are trying to destroy them only few tigers are remaining on earth it will be so sad that if no tigers are there and we will have to just watch them on discovery channel only or in children's book t for tiger <laughs> and l for lion that will be very sad so among all the animals i am that lion or a tiger and even parvati who is the devi of shakti power she took this uh, lion or tiger as her vehicle because she represents power strength so the vehicle also should be strong so mrugaanam cha mrugendroham so when we when we uh, when we meditate we can meditate on a tiger as bhagwan's vibhuti so there are people who have different images of tiger lion in their homes and all but it should be seen as bhagwan's vibhuti and one can meditate on that just as a lion is there for the entire the forest similarly bhagwan is the one who controls the entire cosmos the entire world so whole world is like uh, all the animals and bhagwan is like the tiger the all the world is like daitya and bhagwan is like prahlad then all the world if you take it as birds then bhagwan is vainateya vainateya is garud garud pakshi the eagle which is bhagwan's vahan vishnu bhagwan sits on this garud and he moves garud also means uh, um, means our words hmm? the words which we utter the, it also is uh, is also indicated by the term garud so bhagwan as though sits on words and moves when we go to approach a teacher he 
he puts Bhagwan in our heart. The teacher in his heart, God is there residing, he is experiencing and he wants to convey that divinity to us. So, so he uses his words. So, Bhagwan, uh, Guru's words, Bhagwan sits on those words and enter the ears of the disciple and enter the heart. So, Garud is, uh, is like words or Garud is that Garud Pakshi on which Bhagwan sits and moves and he is a fast moving bird. Very glorious and great, uh, great phenomena in the sky. All other birds are tiny little in front of this Garud. It moves with full speed. So, Vainateyascha Pakshinam, among all the birds, you meditate on me as Garud. Further, he says, Pavana Pavatam Asmi Ramashastra Bhritamaham Jashanam Makarashchasmi Shrotasamasmi Janhavi Pavana Pavatam Asmi Ramashastra Bhritamaham Ah, pavanaha pavatamasmi, among all those who purify, among the purifiers, Bhagwan says, I am pavana, the wind, the air, the wind, I am pavana. Because uh, it is the greatest uh, purifier, even if a room also is closed and the air gets trapped, it becomes becomes like poisonous only. When you open the doors, windows and the air moves, it purifies the entire room. Even in our body, it constantly, it purifies us, it gives us life, it gives us health and makes our body also pure, mind also pure, this pavana which constantly moves. And it is a great sevak also. Without uh, uh, making any noise without uh, making its presence felt, uh, without any show and glamour, it keeps serving all beings. So therefore, the greatest uh, devotee and the greatest sevak of Bhagwan is also Pavanaputra, Hanumanji. And here he has silently come. Before Ramchandraji, Hanumanji comes silently. As Pavana, his father has come, so the son will not be very far. So Hanumanji has also silently appeared before his master comes, the Sevak comes to prepare the ground. So Pavana Pavatam Asmi, I am the air, which is the, among all the purifiers, I am this pure air which human beings and other creatures breathe and which also purifies the nature, the surrounding. Ramashastra Bhritam Aham and among all those who wield weapons, I am Ram, Shri Ram. See, weapons, everyone cannot, uh, do not have the capacity to hold these weapons. 
weapons they have they are like uh, double edged sword like if it is not handled properly it can destroy the person who is holding it it's very dangerous and in our scriptures in our tradition we find that devatas who are pure in their heart they are holding this weapon in their hand weapon is held to destroy the evil and to protect the good that is the use of that weapon paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya dushkritam dharma sansthapanarthaya sambhavami yuge yuge so ramchandra ji was such that throughout his life he he held that weapon to destroy the evil forces of the society and all and he was so much uh, this about this weapon that even you find that in his uh, family photograph which was taken after the wedding he is uh, he was standing there with his bow and arrow and all generally shaadi biyah mein bow arrow ko baajon mein rakhna chahiye but nahi he was standing there because when it will be useful when the enemy will come you never know so you should be always alert aware so ramashastra vrutam aham so ramchandra ji is also bhagwan's vibhuti and krishna later on we will see is also bhagwan's vibhuti krishna himself born vasudev sutam krishna is also bhagwan's vibhuti and ram is also bhagwan's vibhuti they are bhagwan's avatar only so ramashastra vrutam aham झषाणाम मकरश्चास्मी एंड अमोंग झषाणाम इज अगेन दोज दिस सी क्रीचर्स दॉट यू कॉल दल दो फिश एंड ऑल अमोंग दैम भगवान सेज आई एम मकर मकर इज द क्रॉकोडाइल वन मीनिंग ऑफ दैट मकर इज क्रॉकोडाइल अनदर मीनिंग ऑल्सो कैन बी टेकन ए शार्क पूज्य गुरुदेव की इज द मीनिंग एज शार्क सो शार्क इज ऑल्सो वेरी पावरफुल सी क्रीचर एंड वेरी स्ट्रांग एंड हैज गॉट इज ओन ओन पावर बट इवन दिस मकर इंग्लिश में क्या बोलते क्रॉकोडाइल क्रॉकोडाइल it has got its own strength in the in the sea in the uh, in the lake and in the river and all you cannot uh, fight with that crocodile once it holds someone then nobody can escape from that hold magarmach chhut nahi pate even that story in bhagavat that that magarmach caught hold of that gajendra and they fought for so many years but it could not release its feet then finally foot and finally it uh, uh, that gajendra prayed to bhagwan and bhagwan came and bhagwan cut the neck of this uh, makara and protected that gajendra so makara magar crocodile it has got its own strength and power in the in the water so bhagwan says you consider that as my vibhuti that among all these other creatures i am like magar among all this whole world if you think it is as a water and with all the different beings like different type of fish then think of me as magar 
So in case like uh, many times human being think that God is only for human being only. We think that he is only meant for human being. And we will pray also for Bhagwan for our own thing. But Bhagwan belongs to everyone. Even later on, suppose the animals or birds, they want to worship, they can worship Bhagwan in these different forms. The fish and all can worship him like crocodile. The animals and all can worship him as, as the lion or the tiger. Bhagwan belongs to all. Then Shrotasam Asmi Janhavi and among Shrotas means the moving rivers which flows constantly. Among the constantly flowing rivers, I am Janhavi, Janhu Kanya, that is Gangaji. I am Gangaji among all the rivers. See Ganga has got its own own place in our in our culture. She is considered to be the holiest of all the rivers. Ganga is the only river uh, which is connected to all the devatas also. Which is uh, like connected to Brahmaji, Vishnu Bhagwan, and Lord Shiva. It is believed that Gangaji came from the feet of Lord Vishnu. And uh, then it was collected in the Kamandalu of Brahmaji and then when it was requested by Bhagirath then it was poured on earth and it was held by Lord Shiva so Lord Shiva also holds Gangaji and Ganga is the only river which is if you just look at it objectively at the story of Ganga Avtaran it is brought to earth by the king Bhagirath so it is as though the only river which is man-made, you can say. Human beings must have, in the good old days, who don't know, they must have just made the track and must have started this uh, flow of Gangaji. We don't know. Just objectively, historically looking at it. But otherwise, Ganga is a very holy river. And when one takes bath in Ganga, it not only cleans our body, but it purifies our mind also. Even one who just chants the name Ganga, the mind becomes pure. Some people are scared to take bath. So just you don't have to take bath. You just say Ganga and just imagine the waters flowing over your body and within. It will purify the Mind and the body also. Shortcut method, I am sure, telling you. Therefore, on this, uh, what you call that, um, Kumbha Mela and people rush towards one particular spot and try to take bath there. Normally, they don't take bath also at home. Garme to bath lena mushkil. Holi ke din, dusre log jete hai tab thoda sa ho jata hai. But on... On Kumbha Mela, that person will be right ahead before anyone. He is there to take bath. So that is also not required. I mean, if it is done, it is fine. But just remembering Ganga itself is a great purifier. So, Shrotasam Asmi Janhavi, among all the great uh, rivers, 
आई एम गंगा जी चलो वन मोर वी विल सी वंश देन आई हैव सम फ्यू अनाउंसमेंट्स वन श्लोका सर्गाणादिंत मध्यवाहमर्जुन अध्यात्म विद्या विद्या वाद प्रवदताम सर्गाणादिंत मध्यवाहमर्जुन हाँ अमोंग सर्ग अमोंग क्रिएशन भगवान सेज दैट आई एम द आदि आई एम द मध्य एंड आई एम द अंत सिमिलर वर्स वी हेड सीन इन द बिगनिंग वेयर भगवान सेड आई एम द आदि मध्य एंड अंत भूताना अहम आत्मा गुड़ा केश सर्वभूताशय स्थित अहम आदिश्च मध्य भूताना अंत बट यर भगवान से सर्गाणाम सो देर इट वॉज सेड अमोंग ऑल बींग्स आई एम देयर बिगनिंग देयर मिडिल एंड एंड हियर ही सेज अमोंग द एंटायर क्रिएशन आई एम द बिगनिंग मीन्स बिफोर क्रिएशन आई वॉज देयर ड्यूरिंग क्रिएशन आई एम देयर एंड वेन द होल क्रिएशन मर्जिस आई विल बी देयर आई एम इन द एंड आई एम इन द मिडिल आई एम इन द बिगनिंग अध्यात्म विद्या विद्यानम एंड अमोंग ऑल द नॉलेज ऑफ दिस वर्ल्ड सो मेनी एंड नाउ डेज एक्चुअली इट्स अ बूम ऑफ ऑफ इन्फॉर्मेशन विद दिस मॉडर्न टेक्नोलॉजी इट्स अ ग्रेट थिंग दैट वी कैन शेयर इन्फॉर्मेशन शेयर नॉलेज विद इन विद इन शॉर्ट टाइम it can be spread all over the world such a most miraculous thing which has happened is this our uh, modern this technology internet and all so lot of knowledge is there in this world but which is the greatest of all knowledge the greatest knowledge is knowledge of the self knowledge of i which unfortunately we don't have we know about the world but we don't know the one who is knowing the world we know about everything but we don't know the one who knows everything it is such a paradox like the one who says that i know i am a great knower i know everything i am the greatest wisest person on earth do you know yourself no सच अध्यात्म विद्या मीन्स आत्म विद्या अधि आत्म विद्या रिगार्डिंग द सेल्फ सेल्फ नॉलेज स्पिरिचुअल नॉलेज सेल्फ नॉलेज इज द ग्रेटेस्ट ऑफ ऑल नॉलेज इफ यू नो योर सेल्फ यू नो एवरीथिंग इफ यू डोंट नो योर सेल्फ यू डोंट नो एनीथिंग इफ यू वॉन्ट टू नो द सीक्रेट ऑफ द वर्ल्ड सीक्रेट ऑफ गॉड सीक्रेट ऑफ एनीथिंग you should know yourself because i am the mystery i am the secret of the entire world if that i is known everything is known and the the scriptures bhagavad gita upanishad they give us the path they give us the guidance to ultimately come to realize and know this i directly 
So, Adhyatma Vidya Vidyanam, and this is given to us in the form of a dialogue in Upanishad and in Bhagavad Gita also. So, therefore, Bhagavan says, among all the ways of communicating, I am the dialogue. Vada Pravadatam Aham, among the methods of communicating, among methods of uh, imparting knowledge, I am samvad. Vad. Vad means dialogue. Dialogue means when uh, Shishya and Guru, when they, when they discuss and to arrive at the understanding, that is called dialogue. The Shishya, he asks questions, the teacher answers and together they arrive at that understanding. That's called dialogue. You will understand the importance of dialogue if we understand what is not a dialogue. There is something called Jalpa and there is something called uh, Vitanda. Vitandavad, Jalpavad. Jalpa means just blabbering. Without any rhyme or reason, there is no dialogue. One person just keep on blabbering and telling his own thing. That how I am great. How my is is not aware. There is no communication happening. Just, uh, just publicity of your own thing, without any communication taking place. That is generally called jalpa. And at times it happens like that. You go to some, um, even in school, colleges, and all the students are just comfortably there, sitting, relaxing. And the teacher is keep on speaking. There is no communication. He just keep on giving his uh, theories and this and that. And nobody is listening. That is jalpa. There is no samvad happening. There is no communication. There is no dialogue taking place. Then there is uh, called vitanda, wherein um, the person um, doesn't have his own view, but whatever your view is there, he negates it. Jalpa is giving my view only, without listening to the other person. And Vitandam is negating your view, without giving my view. Whatever you see is wrong. That is called Vitanda. And generally in the world, all problems are there because of the Jalpa and Vitanda. Either you are saying and not listening to the other person, or you are listening but negating whatever that fellow is saying, without giving your own. But when together we discuss we have a communication, a dialogue to arrive. I am not in love of my own theory and the other person is also not in love. Both of us are in love with truth. Both of us want to arrive at truth. If after dialogue, if I come to realize that what the other person is saying is right, I accept it. So dialogue, healthy dialogue is very important. It helps us to grow so, Bhagwan says, among all the methods of communication, I am this dialogue. More we will see in our class tomorrow.